So um, anyway, we got a good portion uh, for you tonight. Anyway, we're, we're, uh, this semester we're going to go through Daniel. We did Daniel in uh, part of the uh, Truth Pursuit over the winter. And I think many had a good time uh, getting into some of the facts and the stories of the book of Daniel. And so we want to pick up. Uh, we're still kind of looking at chapter 1. And uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel, actually opens in this year, 605 B.C., give or take. You know, there's, you know, there's always these scholarly things, and anyway, the, the date kind of slides around. But we'll, uh, I, I feel comfortable with this date. Uh, not that I'm a scholar, but um, anyway, I got some good references. <laughs> and um, so anyway, something's going on in this year. And this is kind of the, uh, the backdrop where the book of Daniel begins. And um, <clears throat> why don't we read uh, what starts there as two accounts, okay? Two accounts, we'll read it together. Two accounts of the fall of Jerusalem and the carrying away of Judah into exile, right? So, okay, um, so there's different empires going on, actually. We can, uh, there's two kingdoms that this book kind of opens up uh, and opens with. There's the kingdom of Judah, which is the kingdom of God and all of God's people. And then there is the kingdom of Babylon uh, with, his, uh, with their king, Nebuchadnezzar. Um, <clears throat> And who is, the, who is the villain in this story? Nebuchadnezzar, right? He is the invading empire. He is the, uh, what do I say? He's the, uh, what's this word? Usurping, right? He's taking over a land that is not his. He's invading Jerusalem, the capital of the kingdom of the children of Israel, the kingdom of Judah. And things don't go well for the Jews, okay? So just to kind of help move this along, there's actually, uh, in 2 Kings, this is recorded a couple places in the Old Testament. It's also in, you know, history books. Um, this really did happen. And uh, let me just quickly read. This is kind of uh, what's here in 2 Kings, what I've got here is, is kind of a condensation of these 21 verses. So let me just read a little bit to you. It says, uh, The king of Babylon came with his whole army against Jerusalem and encamped against it. And they built a siege wall against it. And they seized the city of Jerusalem for two years. They surrounded this city in uh, capturing God's people inside and they let no one go in or go out and actually uh, in, it says, this is also recorded in Jeremiah and there it says the people had a great famine because there's no food getting in and there's no one going out so actually already Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon has pretty much conquered the people. You just 
control their food supply. And you have done a great victory over them. <clears throat> but he didn't stop there. He burned the house of Jehovah. How about that? He burned the king's house. He broke down the walls around Jerusalem. You know, if you go to Jerusalem today, there's huge walls around the old city of Jerusalem. That's just how these cities were fortified, were by these great walls. Babylon, or the king of Babylon, leveled their walls, making the city extremely vulnerable to any kind of attack. He broke down the bronze pillars. This is, this is of the house of Jehovah. He carried their bronze to Babylon. They took away the pots and the shovels and the snuffers and the cups and all the bronze vessels which, with, which, with, bleh, with which they ministered. Right? So this is for the worship of Jehovah in the house of God. They had all these utensils and vessels. What did the king do? He carried them all the way to Babylon with its gold and its silver. And they took uh, the chief priest and the second priest and the doorkeepers, and from the city they took the overseer of the men of war, men from the king's inner circle. And they brought them to the king of Babylon. And what did, what did he do with all these great officials? He presents them in front of the king of Babylon, and you know what Nebuchadnezzar does with them? The king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death. So Judah, referring to the people, were carried away into exile out of their own land. And there they remained in Babylon for 70 years in captivity. Right? Babylon... Does anybody know what Babylon means? It means confusion, right? It means confusion, right? Okay, you, you'll kind of see this as we move through why actually that's very significant, right? Nothing in the Bible is a waste of words. But anyway, you want to pick this up. So of the fall of Jerusalem and the carrying away of Judah, uh, there's a frontal attack. There's a, uh, there's a, a, a direct assault. The king is killed. His men of war are killed, right? All his officials of the royal court are killed. They're just slaughtered. Actually, in, a, in another, one of the other kings, they took him away. Uh, there's actually a couple. Um, this spans over a, um, almost a decade of them conquering Jerusalem. One of those kings, they actually took him to Babylon. Well, actually, actually first, they killed all the king's sons in front of him. How about that? Then they plucked out his eyes and carried him away to Babylon. I mean, you talk about defeat, and you talk about demise, and you talk about evil. This is the king of Babylon. Okay. Well, okay. So all this is actually in the first few verses of Daniel chapter 1, right? And, um, okay, then we're going to look at the second account, really where Daniel picks up. Um, okay, so in the third year of the reign of Je uh, Jehoiakim, actually let me get this other copy, I've got some words circled. 
Um, the king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and he besieged it. Okay. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, into his hand and some of the vessels of the house of God, and he brought them into the land of Shinar. That's just another name for Babylon, Shinar. To the house of his God. Is that a typo? Right, it's lowercase g, right? That's because there's no deity. This is a false god. Babylon was known for its, um, for its, uh, its idols. Okay. Then the king told the chief of the eunuchs, listen to this, to bring some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal seed. That, that would be seed, the seed of David, the sons of David. David was in the, the lineage of the kingdom of Judah. And so Nebuchadnezzar calls out and he says, hey, I want some of the sons of Israel. I want some of the royal seed and from the nobility, children. Children. What did he do with all the upper generations? Killed them. A direct assault. Right? Like cut off their head in principle, right? But listen to what he does with the children. The young ones. Children, and then he's very specific. He wants children, these are the Jewish children, in whom there's no defect, who were good in appearance, who showed insight in all wisdom, understanding and knowledge, apprehension and thought, and in whom was the ability to stand in the king's palace. So I'd say these are, these are the bright ones, right? These are the ones with the greatest potential. You know who that is in today's generation? I heard it. The children of God, and I'd say, you are, right? I'd say... High schoolers, college students, this is, a, is, is this, this, what do I say, slice of the population is, is, is highly educated in this age, right? You go back just even 100 years, 150 years, that, that age group there, you're working on the farm. But today, wow, right, so many, it's marvelous, are getting higher educations, Right. Well, you know who's interested in you? Amen. <laughs> God is interested in you, but you know who else is interested in you? Wow. The king of Babylon. The king of Babylon. Right. Okay, we'll see this. And he told them to teach them the learning and the language of the Chaldeans. So they're putting them on a program. This isn't just kind of willy-nilly here. This is, this is I, 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 got a, I got a curriculum. And these, all these ones, they're actually, many of the scholars say these were actually teenagers. And he's going to teach them the language of the Chaldeans. Is that the Jewish language? Wow. That's the Babylonian tongue. But they're Jews. They're Hebrews. There's another name for them. 
They're God's people. But he wants to teach them another language. And the king appointed to them a daily portion from the king's choice provision and from the wine that he drank and appointed that they should be brought up for three years. This is the program, three years, so that the end of the time they might stand before the king. Now among them, or now among these, from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And the leader of the eunuchs gave them names. Did he need to give them names? They already had names. Daniel. You like the name Daniel, Connor? Yeah, yeah. How about Belshazzar? <laughs> Not as much, brother. I, I, yeah, no. You, you, we need to learn how to hate certain names. Right? Okay. So Daniel got the name of Belshazzar. Hananiah, the name of Shadrach. We'll touch this in a few minutes. Mishael got the name of, of uh, Meshach. And Azariah got the name Abednego. Then what's the next two words in the B-I-B-L-E? But Daniel. Are those good words? Oh, that's awesome words, right? right? Is Daniel going along with the program? Is he just succumbing? Wow, he's standing. But Daniel, Daniel's taken another way with his three companions. But Daniel set his heart not to defile himself, right? Okay, so this is, this is the opening scene. In 605 B.C., two kingdoms... And, um, you know, um, you know, a little diagram here. Okay, so this is, this is God's kingdom, right? Representing this circle, okay? We've all been washed in the blood of the Lamb, right? I, I hope you all enjoyed that song, right? <laughs> and then, um, then there's this other kingdom, okay? And we're going to call that, that's, that represents the, the kingdom of the Babylonians, it represents Satan and his kingdom. I don't know if you knew this, but Satan has his kingdom. Don't just think God has his kingdom. The Bible very clearly refers to the kingdom of darkness, right? Which is the kingdom of Satan. Okay, there's one, one way to wipe out God's kingdom, and that, we touched that. That's the frontal assault. You know what the other tactic of the enemy is, y'all know this word? Assimilation. What happened to God's kingdom? Right? It got destroyed. But how? Was it by a frontal assault? Wow. Okay, so the one account is, to, is the frontal assault. The account in Daniel actually is not that much of a frontal assault. It's an assimilation. Now, Nebuchadnezzar wants to work with the young people. He wants to get a hold of the younger generation and teach them the Babylonian language, teach them the Babylonian literature, teach them all the wisdom and the thoughts and the, the concepts of the Babylonian empire. Will he grow his kingdom that way? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so there's a true simulation, right? The color is, uh, is confused. Sound like Babylon? That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to, uh, am I a Christian? I felt like one last week. I don't know about today, Irving. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know what happened last night? I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, things are really blurry. Things are really confusing, right? Actually, that's one way to know something's of the devil, because it's in the way of confusion. God is a God of order. God is a God of purpose. And his kingdom, his way, is a way of life and light, right, and uh, purpose, right? But Satan wants to assimilate. And how does he do it? Mainly by attacking and drawing in, in a very subtle way, young people, right? You know, you ever notice, when the Lord came to this earth, who did he call? You know, he said, come follow me. And he's walking on the beach another day, and he said, come follow me. Who's he, who, who is he talking to? Who is he calling? The disciples. Yeah, they became disciples. You ever think about it? How old were those guys when the Lord first called them? Yeah, actually, they considered John, who was probably the oldest one, because he lived the longest. He wrote the book of Revelation, and he was probably, yeah, he was the youngest, sorry. Uh, he was the youngest. Because uh, he lived the longest in the night, 90 A.D. He may have only been 16, 17. All these guys, Peter and James and John and Matthew and Bartholomew and all these guys. They were all young. It's, it's crazy, though, when you look at a traditional picture, what do you mainly see? Old people. Okay. God loves the old people. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he, you know, he loves, I'm, I don't know if I'm not that old. But anyway, but he loves the young people. The young people are open. The young people are available. The young people are seeking. And they're unoccupied. They're available. They can be called of God. You're just walking along, Connor, and God says, come, follow me. Isn't that what happened to you, Glenn? Whoa, and you came. But if... It's not easy when you get older. You get a wife, you get kids, you get multiple houses, possibly. You know, I got a little rental business going on. I got multiple houses. I, I, I was, I was, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but uh, I was at the bank yesterday trying to clarify something with Wells Fargo for my beloved daughter in Lubbock, Texas. And so I'm talking to this teller, and so he pulls up all our accounts, and he goes, whoa, sir. He said, if I had all these accounts, I get, I get a headache just looking at that stuff. Because <laughs> I got all my kids, and I got different businesses, and, you know, anyway. Life gets complicated. So enjoy. You're young. You're young. You're available. Now's the time not to get uh, the enemy's education, but to get God's education. And to know who you are. And that's really what we want to get into tonight. Is this whole subtlety of a name. The, the, the changing of the names. Okay. So. Okay. Daniel said his heart. And then. So look at this. Okay. I think we reversed the colors. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
But uh, the inner circle is actually represents Daniel. And he's surrounded by what? The king of Babylon and his kingdom. Did Daniel get assimilated? Not at all. Just didn't you enjoy all those stories? And we're going to get into the details of those stories as we move through this semester. Um, but he, Daniel and his command, they were not assimilated. They're like a little community of life and light and purpose inside that kingdom of confusion. You know who we are as Christians? We're a community of believers of life and light and purpose. And yet we're living in a realm of confusion, right? Is that right? Yeah, I, I, I believe you can all testify. Okay, so we got to go, we got to go quick. Uh, what do we got next here? Okay, is the changing of the names. Okay, so there's Hebrew and there's Babylonian names. The name of Daniel. Anyone know what Daniel means? God is my judge. God is my judge. We'll go a little bit quick because I got to... Okay, his Babylonian name, Belshazzar, it's actually after a pagan deity. He's a keeper of the hidden treasures of Bel. Bel is a, is a, was a pagan deity. Hananiah means Jehovah is gracious. His changed name, Shadrach, means royal scribe, containing another uh, pagan deity, Murdoch. Mishael, I like this guy. Who is like God? That's his name. Right? Another way you can also uh, translate this is, uh, how's this go? Who, who is like Jehovah is? Who is like God is? You know what the answer is? Nobody. <laughs> right? Nobody. Right? I like this guy. Mishael. Right? But this is terrible. Meshach. His name contains, his Babylonian name, another idolatrous deity name. Azariah means Jehovah helps. Hallelujah. Jehovah helps. And then his Babylonian name, Abednego, means a servant of Nebo, another pagan deity. Right? Okay. So, um, so what's, what's so important about a name? Right? <clears throat> Does a name really matter? Matthew, you're shaking your head yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, right? You know, a name designates you. A name, if you have a good name, actually this verse is on here, Proverbs 22, 1. For, uh, um, yeah. Can we all read that together? Do you see it at the bottom of your outline? Proverbs 22, 1. Why don't we read that all together? Uh-huh. Okay, so a good name is to be chosen. Some translations say a good name is more desirable than great riches. Because you know what a name does? Not so much in our culture. I, I, Pearl, I was going to call you today and I didn't, I didn't get it done. But, you know, Pearl's from a cool culture. And, like, how many names do you got, Pearl? I have four names. Four names, right? You got me beat. I only got three, right? Sometimes he's, he's African Culture's got five, six, yeah, yeah. ten names. I, I have more Bible Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then each name has special meaning, right? Yes, it 
Nothing's just random like Tom. <laughs> Tom means nothing. I mean, I know you can go to a Mardell Christian bookstore and they'll tell you it means something. That's just so they can sell plaques. But it really means nothing to my knowledge, nothing significant. But these other cultures, I, I lived in Taiwan. We were doing missionary work for nine months right at, when I got out of college. Oh, I loved it. I love meeting people and finding out their names. All oh, these Chinese names have so much meaning. Positive meaning. Okay, a name identifies you. If you have a good name, not like my name, but if you have a good name, it identifies you. Think about this. Daniel has a name called God is my judge. God is my judge. He just knows that. You know, the E-L in Daniel and uh, Mishael is, is, uh, means Elohim. It's a, it's a short Jewish a Hebrew uh, rendition of Elohim, one of the uh, uh, key names of Jehovah, in the, uh, of God in the Old Testament. Elohim, right? James can tell us more. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, Daniel's name means so much. You know, I, I believe, if we could talk to Daniel, it'd be really cool. Uh, I'll bet he would tell us, oh, um, Irving, my name's saved. All this attack by Nebuchadnezzar? Forget it. God is my judge. God is my judge. I'm, I'm very clear. I'm very firm. I'm very, I, I'm, not, I'm not insecure about it. I know who I am. I'm Daniel. God is my judge. So who do I have to answer to? Do I answer to Neb? No. Neb, forget it, man. Yeah. You might try, you might try, right, and surround me and my friends, but I, I'm clear. I'm Daniel. God is my judge, right? It's awesome. A good name is better than great riches. I hope you all have, have this conviction. Lord, I want a heavenly name, right? And that really defines who I am, right? Okay, um, so do you see the subtlety of the enemy? The enemy wants to change your name. He wants to change Daniel to Daniel. Now, it's not judge. God is not your judge. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong, man. You're a keeper of Bell's treasure. That's why we're calling you Belshazzar. That's who you are. <laughs> right? And Azariah, forget that name. You're, you're a servant of Nebo. <laughs> and your new name is Abednego. Abednego, right? See the subtlety? And so then you start thinking that way. You know, you, uh, it, it, it's just fascinating. Uh, I wish I had time and I, I um, there's just so much here. Um, you know, you live the life who you who you realize you are, if you can follow what I'm trying to say. If you have, you know, um, if, if you have a conviction, I am a Christian. You know what Christian means? Right? It's a follower of Christ. And I love this. It's not a follower of the teachings of Christ. You know, I was in, uh, I was in the uh, recycled bookstore last week, and I came across the Jeffersonian Bible. 
I would encourage you never to buy or get the Jeffersonian <laughs> Bible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's real short. And I mean, I'm all for Thomas Jefferson. He's good at, you know, Declaration of Independence and constitutional things. But Thomas, oh, you, you, you messed up the Bible. You know what he did with the New Testament? He took all the virgin birth away. He took the resurrection away. He took all the miracles away and he just kept, he said, it's just, 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 let's just condense this thing to all these kind of good teachings. You know, someone slaps you on the left, you should turn to the right. You know, someone wants to walk two, one mile, you should walk two. You know, all these, these are awesome. You know, blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Okay, I got to work on my meekness. Okay, that's a follower of the teachings of Christ. I hope none of you are this shallow. I'm not following a teaching. I'm following a person. I'm named after a person. What is my name? I'm Mr. Christian. Yeah, yeah. I'm a man, right? I'm a man. I'm a woman. And as such, I'm made in God's image. And as such, if I'm a man, if I'm a woman, I must be a Christian. There's no better way to live. There's no other choice to make that's really meaningful and has eternal value. I am a Christian. And you know you're saved. You know you're saved. This will affect the story you live, the life you live, right? Um, Nebuchadnezzar tried to change the cultural narrative. Can I use this word? Uh, of those Babylonian young people by another kind of education. That, if, you're, if, you're, if you have the insight, that's exactly what's going on today. There is another cultural narrative where people are... are the, the subtle enemy is trying to have people lose their Christian heritage and the Christian conviction of who they are. The devil wants to change our name. But we need to be as today's Daniel and say, no, <laughs> right? My name is Daniel. My name is Azariah. My name is Mishael. My name is Hananiah, right? Amen. Do y'all like your heavenly name? Yeah, amen. May you keep it, right? Uh, and then, and, and may you live it, right? May you live it out. Um, today's age it tries to encourage us, it even teaches us, follow your inner sense. Who do you, what's that inner voice saying on the inside, right? Right? Some of these Disney movies, right? Right? Uh, I got this quote from a, uh, y'all heard of uh, High School Musical 2? <laughs> All right, y'all heard that? And um, where is that? Actually, it's here. Uh, they have a quote. The answers are all inside of me. All I've got to do is believe. Well, I'd say it all depends. How you interpret, how you interpret that all depends on your name. If your name's Daniel, 
Oh, yeah. All the answers are inside me. The only one I have to answer to is Jehovah. Right? He, he uh, what's, what's the quote? Uh, all I got to do is believe in Him. Right? I don't believe into myself. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's an abyss of confusion. Right? I, I've read some of these accounts. Oh, wow. I just, I've, I've read some. I can't get into the details of them. But I just ache. I just realized, wow, this young person is so confused. They don't know who they are. They're just, they're in a maze. They don't know who they are. You know what they need? They need the good news. They need the gospel. They need Jesus Christ. They need a name change from that old name to a new name. The name, I'm a Christian. And I believe a lot of that confusion will be dispelled. It'll just vaporize, right? Because I've got clarity now. I've got identity. Who am I? I'm a Christian. But not following just mere teachings. I'm following the person of Jesus Christ. Where do I enjoy him? In the word of God and in the fellowship of the body of Christ, right? Okay. Um, I did a terrible job of following this outline, but uh, I, th I think we're okay. Um, and um, let me, uh, why don't we just end with the very last verse that's on here, and that is 1 Peter 4.16. Uh, this was actually a new verse to me. Um, but why don't we read it all together, very last verse. But if as a Christian... Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this name, right? Oh, I, I hope none of you, I, I, I know, I, I'm, I'm a chicken, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you just think I'm bold because I'm standing up here and doing all this. I, I, I'm, I'm a chicken, right? One of the hardest persons for me to talk to was my own dad. Oh, that was so hard. Because he was an unbeliever. And we could talk politics, we could talk business, we could talk uh, some engineering. He was an aerospace engineer, I mean, they listened. Um, but wow, it was hard for me. But I knew, Lord, I, Lord I, I pray for my dad. And I knew I had to share with my dad. Uh, that wasn't easy for me. Sometimes I felt convicted. Lord, why can I share with so many college students? And I can't share the gospel adequately with my own dad, right? Anyway, uh, but I still did, and, and we, 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 we had some very, uh, some of those were very good conversations, right? Um, but anyway, uh, my point is what's here is um, if as a Christian, let us not be ashamed, but let us glorify God in this name. May we all take much refuge, much comfort, much stability, much security, much comfort. Wow, I am a Christian. I got born again. Did you get born again, Dennis? I know you got born again, brother. <laughs> and I got born again, right? If we had time, you all could tell your stories, right, um, of how you received Christ, right? And now... Wow, now wait, may we live 
a Daniel story, right? We may be in the surrounding of a godless generation, but we're living as a Christian with purpose, direction, security, and um, much satisfaction, right? And so we, we buck the system. We're not for the name change. Are you for the name change? No, right? Lord, we love our name that has the name of Jehovah in it, right? 